Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Yami Bros. Ah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And we are back another week, another episode of the Me Bros podcast. I am one third of the trio called the Me Bros. I'm your host, Damon, here, along with my two wonderful brothers here, Jared and Jeremy. How we feeling, boys? What's going on? All that good stuff. Don't you guys speak at once? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. You know, it's uh. It's another day in paradise. It's a, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting through the week. I had a, a long, busy week this week. Had to drive to Charlotte yesterday and back. And, um, it's been, it's been okay. kind of hectic, but I got to see my boy JDZ in person, ate some, some lunch and, and see my pop. So man, life is good. And even more positively, which we'll talk about a little later, there's still football on this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I was expecting this like long delay yes. from having, to watch football for so long, and it was football. It was actually pretty good, so I'm feeling good. Pretty good football, yeah. Can't no denying that. Uh, Jeremy, how you feeling, man? You good? Uh, oh yeah, man. I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling good. How are you? Um, right. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah, but um, overall, man, I'm feeling good. My Pelicans are starting to play ball. Um, Zion and Brandon Ingram are taking over the league by next year. They will be the best tandem in basketball. So let's go. All right. Starting off with the crazy, crazy talk, but, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's start in the NBA guys. we got a lot to get to, uh, some football to get to, which I didn't think we would be getting to football. Uh, if it wasn't talking about the draft or any trades, but we're talking about football for good reason. So, uh, but let's start, let's start with the NBA. Uh, Zion is uh, nine games in. Um, and, uh, he's, he's playing well, and I'm going to start with Jared because I know Jeremy wants to get into his bag about his Pelicans and Zion, but, uh, Jared, let's just, let's just discuss what do you think about Zion in his first nine games? Uh, what do you think he's going to do after the all-star break and just his overall performance? And, uh, Jeremy somehow thinks that, uh, Zion is a top 25 player in the league right now. So, uh, address that as well. And, uh, floor is yours. Okay, well, look, here's my my so obviously I got love for all my brothers, but there's one thing Jeremy does that I absolutely hate. And when I say I absolutely hate it, I absolutely hate it. What he does is he makes me hate players or hate on players that I really love. I Zion Williamson, I, I told Damon and Jeremy and everybody about him when his sophomore year, because I had a kid that was in my my team minister at the church was like, hey, I play versus this kid in Spartanburg, and he's the next LeBron. And I was like, okay, good luck on that out of Spartanburg. And then he, he shows me the clips of him. I'm like, this dude is ridiculous. So then his junior year, he comes to Atlanta. Yeah, why is he going to disrespect him that much by saying he's LeBron? <laughs> ah, yeah, right. So then he, you know, uh, I watch him play. Uh, he comes to Atlanta for the MLK Classic. His team gets run out of the building, but he looks amazing, and his, his team was absolutely trash, and – he went versus Covington, who uh, or Newton High School out of Covington, and Newton was nasty. They they got probably two dudes that'll be in the league. Um, Hagens that's at Kentucky, who was an All American, 
And uh, a kid that plays for UNCG that you guys will probably see in the NBA a little bit later. He's averaging like 20 points a game. But uh, there, it was it was a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous to see as somebody that's that talented, that big. And, you know, in reality, he's he really didn't look like he had any fat on him. But on TV, he looks kind of pudgy. Then I saw him in person. I'm like, that dude's kind of ripped. And um, he's jumping about 45, 48 inches off the ground. And then I have to hate on him because Jeremy would do the same thing he did with Steph Curry. Because I was a huge fan of Steph Curry. Still am. But then Jeremy will throw out, well, Steph Curry, 2014. Steph Curry is the best player in the league. Better than LeBron. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. And then I got to be like, Jeremy, come on. Steph Curry. And then I got to point out flaws. Steph Curry has been better than LeBron for so long. No, it's not no, even yes. close. But, and then but. the same thing. Now we got Zion, who I'm a big fan of. But Jeremy today, the reason we have this as a topic, comes out and says Zion could catch John Morant for rookie of the year. And he's already a top 25 player in the league. Now, look, I don't want to just like – go through this like whole extensive list of, of players that are better than him, but I'm going to do it. And it's not even, and any, any of you guys on the podcast, I don't have a list in front of me. I have no, I have nothing that I can have just like out in front of me to tell. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. I'm going to go in the order of who I think is the best players in the league right now. And the first is probably going to surprise you. Um, right now. I think Giannis is the best player in the league at this moment. Um, Giannis, I would have number one. Kawhi right now would have number two. AD, I would probably have number three. LeBron would probably come in at number four. He's he's been in a little bit of slump ever since Kobe passed. I don't know if that's gonna pass, but he just doesn't look as as explosive. I have him at number four. I'm still going with injured players. I'm gonna put Kevin Durant at number five. Uh, I'm gonna put uh Steph Curry right now at number six. I'm gonna probably throw uh James Harden at seven. I'll probably throw Luca at eight, even though Jeremy earlier this week told me that Luca Doncic isn't as good as Brandon Ingram. Um, yeah, he's not. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. All right, uh, I I think we go there. We'll, we'll we'll go like and after number eight, we're, I'm gonna go in, and I'm not gonna go in a particular order. We'll go Paul George. We'll go Jimmy Butler. Uh, that's top ten. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not automatically throwing Paul George up there. Paul George's been playing terrible. Absolutely. Terrible. As I said, as I said, after eight, I'm not going in any particular order. I'm just I'm throwing them out there. No, so no, Paul no George, I'm talking about above. I'm talking about above Zion. But continue. Paul George isn't better than Zion Williamson right now. Are you? Yeah, what, what is he? What, what is he? What is he shooting? Forty one percent for the season. Like he's been playing terrible. Terrible. Jeremy Zion doesn't even have a percentage for the season. He's played nine games. He does. It's, it's, it's fifty eight percent. Paul George and, and, and he scored. He's he scored or rebounded his own miss on seventy eight percent of his shot attempts this season. Continue, Jeremy. So I'll, I'll ask this question right now: If Zion Williamson got traded for Paul George, would the Clippers have a better chance of winning a title this year? Yes, there would be much better chance of winning a title because they they literally they dominate inside. All right, we're not even going to address this. I'm, I'm going to continue. So I I'll 10. be honest. At this three. point in time, they're playing worse with Paul George on the floor. Paul George has been playing terrible. And I've been telling you for years, Paul George is the most overrated player in basketball. He's yeah, always been on my – He's Paul George has always been on my top five. It, continue, yeah, but, but he's but, always been on my top five most overrated players in the league. No, Paul George is a phenomenal player. And Zion is not close to Paul George as a defender. He's not the player of Paul George is offensively. It's, it's, at, at the end of the day – I think when I look at as and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with my top twenty five and then I'll tell you my last thing and then you can you can hop in. So that's ten. I don't think he's better than Kyrie. I don't think he's better than Chris Middleton. I don't think he's better than Clay Thompson. I don't think he's better than Devin Booker. I don't think he's better than Kimball Walker. I don't think right now he's better than Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. 
I don't think he's better than uh, Ben Simmons or Embiid or Nikolai Jokic. Uh, I don't think he's better than uh, let me just go. I don't think he's better than Donovan Mitchell at this point. Um, you, you, you can just, and I think I'm, I'm you're, pretty you're sure calling up random people. Jalen Brown averages less points, no, and rebounds, assists, shoots eight percent worse from the field, has averages five more 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 uh, minutes, and literally never gets double teamed. Like little, but like Jeremy, Jeremy, what's who, better? Who more shot attempts. He does. Jeremy, who averages more shot attempts? Jalen Brown. Who? Jalen Brown does. How many does he average? Yeah, just like fifteen shots a game. I, I, I'm pretty sure he does. And, and here's the thing: this is what happens when you have a low sample size. Who was averaging more points yesterday, Jalen Brown or Zion Williamson? Uh, probably Jalen Brown was, and then Zion yeah. has a 32 point game. Yeah, and then Zion has a 32 point game, and it jumps the scoring average three points per game. This is what we're but looking Jared, at. But you can tell, I can also look at it and say, out of that nine games, probably four of them he was load managed and had limited minutes. So if he was playing full games, he'd be averaging way more more stats mm-hmm. than uh than Jalen. Jeremy, at the end of the day, one, their team, he, he's their primary scoring option, or at least second. Jalen's probably third or fourth on their scoring options for the, for the, the Celtics because they're so talented. And if you look at Jalen's numbers, whenever Hayward's not playing, whenever uh, Kemba's not playing, his numbers go through the roof whenever you, you look at those matchups. So either way, those those players, and then I'm, I haven't even gotten it. Like there, there are a lot of players who I would throw in there over, over Zion at this moment. That I don't even think like that are like great, great players yet. I think when I look at Zion, and I'll go real quick, and I'll let I'll let you get into this. I, I compare Zion to a combination of Blake Griffin and Charles Barkley. I think he's Charles Barkley's similar body type in the sense that he's probably around six 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 seven. Uh, Barkley wasn't two eighty five; he probably was two sixty. Uh, but just where he was a round pound a rebound, but he's got more explosiveness than Barkley. He's he's got um, he's got Blake Griffin's explosiveness. So. Barkley was a better rebounder than him in the sense that he just did a better job with, with body positioning and things. That's something that will come with time. But I think that's kind of his his comp, I would say, is, is between Blake Griffin and Charles Barkley. Now, that puts you in, in, in a great class in the sense that Blake Griffin, when he's healthy, is, is a ridiculous basketball player. And Charles Barkley, obviously, one of the top 50 basketball players of all time. But, guys, we're nine games in. You just remember what was going on 10 games into Jeremy Lin's career? People were saying, oh, this is the greatest rookie start in the history of the league. I watched Nobody him give, was saying that. Yes, it, yes, they were. Mm-hmm. I watched him I watched him give 36 and 10 to, to the Lakers with Kobe Bryant at the time. Now, Kobe had 34 and something else, but literally they couldn't – nobody could guard him. It was like Dan, Dan Tony had him go off pick and rolls. Whoever was guarding him was going was gonna to get picked off, and then he was hitting a step back three. Like over a long period of time. Just so we're clear, Jeremy Lin's rookie season, he was on the Golden State Warriors. But, um, <laughs> I mean, stop. That, well, that whole entire – His first 10 games. I'm not, I'm not... We're, t- we're talking about his first 10 start. I mean, first 10 games he played. He was on the team he wasn't playing. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had a hot streak. I'll, I'll give you that. So, let me just dismantle everything you just said. So, first off – there was somebody, I can't remember who it was. Somebody told me that John Morant was a top five guard in the league, maybe not a week ago. Who was that? Yes, I agree. I said point so, guard. I did not say guard. Okay, a top five point guard in the league. Are you telling me there's not five point guards that are in the top 25? Uh, I think John Morant's in the top, top 25 right now. 
So John Moran is not as good as Zion. You just proved my point. Like it's not even close. He's not as good as Zion. What, what, what in the world <laughs> makes him not as good as Zion? Is it big enough for you to make that comment saying that, that Zion's better than Ja? ja it, it is big enough because because they've been playing basketball. I watched him play last year. Who's the best player in college basketball? I watched yeah, him go I'm immediately into the NBA. You can't say oh, well, who's the best player in college well, well, Jared, basketball. Jared, ja was Jared. playing with Murray State and averaging more and, 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 ja, and ja, ja was dominating yeah, so, guys. So, 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 Jared, Ja was playing against freaking Morgan State every night. Like, like he was not dominating – ACC competition like Zion was. Zion won the unanimous national player of the year. That's what Zion but was. He's by far the best was, player in basketball. Jeremy, who finished top who finished top three in the in the player of the year rankings? His teammate. That whenever you have this collection of talent around you that that like it makes it to where you can literally put up these monster numbers. And I'm not taking anything away. Zion, I think, is more talented than probably almost anybody in the league. But as I've said, over time, one. I don't know if your body is physically made to be that explosive at that size. So I don't know longevity-wise, can he stay healthy? Two, I think he's very explosive from a, a leaving standpoint. I don't see a, a very explosive first step like he's blowing by guys. It's more oh, like you, guys you have guys. been watching basketball. If you don't, if you're not seeing an explosive first step, I don't know what you're seeing. But this dude literally, I saw him yesterday. Uh, one step on who was it that was guarding him, and then he dunked on somebody. Um, Trevor Reza. like he, he. I mean, I mean, like if we're gonna be a hundred percent honest, so it's good. Yeah, I gotta play those pass to him, and then Trevor Reza's closing out, and he takes a snap by him because I can probably no, get he, past Trevor Reza. No, no, he faced him up, juke to the left. Trevor Reza jumped, he went right, and then dunked. <laughs> like, like okay, so John Moran has played how many games? He played forty-seven games. He's got 20 games where he scored 20 points. Zion has played nine, and he's already got seven. And he's been managed by a long time. He's not even in shape yet. Like, if you're looking at what Zion is right now, he's dominant. He's dominant. I, like, at, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're talking about a guy. Dog, you got to relax. Damon. Zion's played nine games. He's not dominating anything. Damon. He's got triple-double yet. Triple double is literally the dumbest stat of okay. all time. I'm not exactly okay. sure why it gets brought up. You know, so if you're dominant. No, no. That means you're. All right, assisting, wait, wait, wait. So, so then let me ask you a question: Has Kawhi ever been dominant? Because Kawhi just had his first triple double two two weeks ago. So has Kawhi in his career ever been dominant? So you're comparing Kawhi to Zion. You, I'm comparing your you bringing up triple double meaning uh, needed to have a triple double. Uh, to, Nobody ever said Kawhi exactly. is dominating. Huh? I didn't. I never said Kawhi is dominating. So, so, so you said. So I consider dominating is that if you're if you're making an impact on both ends of the floor and offensively, if you're rebounding, uh, uh, assist points. Like what? Like how is Zion dominating? Like, like put that, Jeremy. Put this because because he's the he's only the third player in NBA history to have twenty uh point games in seven of the first ten games. The other two players were Grant Hill and Shaq. Like we're talking about, we're not talking about like, hey, this is something that happens all the time. He's just in the first. No, this doesn't happen. So the reason why this whole Jot thing is a conversation is because everybody knows Zion is better, but Zion's, uh, but Josh just played all season. That's the reason why can he catch him in the rookie of the year? It's even a question with somebody who's going to play thirty some games. So at the end of the day, I'm not trying to That's say not a question. question. It is a question. They're, they're, they've been discussing it on – the, was, it was a Twitter question on first take this morning. Like, it's, it's a question. So, at the end of the day, um, the reason why I say he's obviously a top 25 player is, 
is that when you watch them play, there's not 25 people that's playing better. Sorry, there's not. Jalen Brown's not even in the same conversation. Let me put this in perspective just so we can kind of have an idea when we talk about first nine games. Okay. Jeremy Lin had played in a few games, right? Jeremy Lin, from the day he started, his first start in the league, let me go through his game log. 25.7 assist, 28.8 assist, 23.10 assist, 38.7 assist, 20.8 assist, 27 points, 11 assist, 10 points, 13 assist, 26 points, 5 assist, 28 points, 14 assist, 21 points, 9 assist, 17 and 9. Quick question. Those are his, those are, those are his first question. 11 stars. Go ahead. Was he was he projected to be the greatest college basketball or the, the biggest prospect from college basketball in the last twenty years? Like, if you're bringing this up, like, hey, this is random, one random guy we've never we've never seen play basketball, and he comes on the scene and has nine games. Okay, but you're talking about a guy who every one of his games is on national TV, he's been projected to be an all time great player, and then he comes in and I, I immediately lives up to it. That's completely different than Jeremy Lin. Who I had no clue who Jeremy Lin was two days before he played basketball. Nine games is not media living. <laughs> it's not. Zion is thirty pounds overweight. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. It, so how? Wait, like, so you really wait to a month when he plays himself in the actual shape? He's gonna be averaging. He's gonna be averaging twenty-seven and twelve. Paul George. Damn, Paul George. No, no, no. Let me just go to Paul George's stats. So Paul George, since you guys are, are oh Paul George, I've been telling y'all forever. Paul George is on my top five list of overrated players. That list includes Russell Westbrook, Paul George, LeBron James, Clay Thompson, and the last person is probably going to be James Harden. But let's go back to my um, collectively are worth a billion dollars. But yeah, they're overrated. Yep, yep. Uh, my my rating system know, does not calculate individually. Individually, it might be rated. So what are you talking about? Clay Thompson uh, overrated for thirty yes. in a quarter. Multiple championship winner. LeBron's so, so, uh Kevin Love scored 35 in a quarter. By himself. What do you do? Who, who won a championship by themselves? Uh, LeBron. Oh, I'm sorry. Was there not Kyrie and Kevin Love, two other Hall of Famers on the team? Has, has he ever won a title without two Hall of Famers? Like, Kevin Love averaged LeBron, like eight LeBron points a game that series and missed uh, two games. The Kyrie averaged like 29 Yo, what, points per game in that series crazy, on like 48% crazy, shooting. Crazy, crazy, so so just looking at Paul George for the season. He's he's averaging 43% shooting this season. He's taking 17 shots a game. Okay. He averaged a 22.3. Zion's Over averaging how many games, 13. Though, how, many, how many games? He's 33, so he's missed half the season. Okay. Um, okay. What's 33 divided by 9? 33 divided by 9 is just under four, uh, about 30%. So, so that means he's play, played – Almost three well, and a half times more games than than than, than Zion so, this year. So, so so wait wait so so by your argument, Dak Prescott played better in the regular season than Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes missed three games and Dak Prescott like, played the whole entire season. Nine games in a season. What's, what's, what's <laughs> Eighty divided by nine. So where are we at? Right. So that's that's, that's literally it's like a tenth of the season. It's like a it's that's literally like Dak. Okay, tenth of the season, a sixteen game series. So it's literally like Dak having one and a half good games, and they're like, and Jeremy's like, "Oh my gosh!" Hey, and, 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 and David, here, here, no, no, here, no, Jeremy, I'll ask you this question. It's literally the same thing. Who, who was the closest comp coming into the league over the last, let's say, twenty years to Zion? Who's the closest physically to Zion? Uh, there's never been another Zion. Probably LeBron. Jeremy. 
I think Jeremy. So Clippers. The close, uh, real quick, real quick. We got to move on, guys. I'm not gonna talk. We're gonna move on. I just gonna say one thing. His closest physical comp is Blake Griffin, in the sense that Blake Griffin was taller, six ten, but Blake Griffin was Zion's way more talented, way more athletic than Blake Griffin. Let's move. He's he's more athletic because of size. Blake Griffin and he's got way more heart. And he's more. Blake Griffin never had heart. But here's the thing, though. Right, accurate comparison. No, let, let me let me make the because I told when you were uh, I said a little earlier I thought Zion's closest comp was a comp between Blake Griffin and Charles Barkley. I think he's better than Blake Griffin. We'll see if he gets to Charles Barkley. I think it's kind of a combination. But Blake Griffin, as much as we say Zion's more talented, Blake Griffin's rookie season because he was so physically talented, athletically, he averaged. 20- mm, it's really his sophomore season. He missed his rookie season, but they gave they still gave rookie season, but, that, but it's still his rookie season. He won rookie of the year that year. Either way, twenty three, but. No, he played two years in college. He was 21. Either way, Blake Griffin, his rookie season averaged 23 and 12. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah. Um, what does Shaq average? Uh, Paul George is shooting 17 shots a game, averaging 22. Zion is shooting 14 shots yeah, a game, yeah, averaging 21. I cut it out. All right, moving right oh, along. Oh, God. Clippers trade for Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah, actually, was pretty funny. Got into it with uh with my boy. What's his name? MB last night was pretty hilarious. And the Lakers uh stand stay put during the trade deadline. Sorry to read Jared's uh right hand writing, but uh let's uh let's go to the question. So so should the Clippers uh be the prohibitive favorite for the West? No, I don't think so because I just saw them get manhandled by Philly last night. But let's start with you, Jeremy. Um. The Clippers are clearly the best team in the West. I don't think it's really up for debate anymore. Um, and they're going to run through the West. They're, they're really, really, this season is already down to Milwaukee versus the Clippers. I don't know why we're even discussing anybody else in this conversation. Um, at this point in time, I'm going to need to see more from the Lakers to believe they're actually a contender. And that they're, I mean, I, at this point in time, there's some teams that I think could give the Lakers some problem getting to the Western Conference Finals. So um, I thought the Lakers should have made a move, mainly because watching them play, they really don't have another ball handler when LeBron goes off the floor. And we all know how LeBron's system formulates whenever he's on the floor. He runs the LeBron system, and nobody else is capable of running that system when he comes off the floor. Um, so I think um, you know having somebody who could run even a, a different type of offense I think would be – you know, huge for them. Um, but I just don't believe in the Lakers. I don't believe in um, the system that they're running. I don't believe in the players they have. Um, and I think they're going to lose. And if they play the, the, the Clippers, I think the Clippers are going to beat them pretty pretty, hand, pretty handily. I think um, overall, just looking at their schedule, looking at their um, recent win-loss record, um, I've got to see them do it against good teams to believe in them. Um, they, they're – Five and seven against teams with a, that are in the top four in either conference right now. Uh, they play the Nuggets tonight. Love to see how that game goes. I think they'll probably win that. But um, yeah, I'm 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 definitely a believer in the Clippers. I think the Clippers are by far the best team. I I thought they're the best team before they traded for Marcus Morris. Now they just made it, uh, you know, a landslide. So I guess we'll see how it goes. So um, I think this is a um, I think it's a funny topic, right? You said that the Clippers are, you know, just by far the best team in the West. But here's here's the funny thing. Clippers might not make it out of the first round. Let's be honest about this. Clippers right now are a game, a game, game and a half separates them from being two seed to being 
for the five seed, right? And if you catch, let's say you catch the three seed, okay? Who you matching up with? The Rockets? You played the Rockets three times this year. You lost two. And the Rockets came up with a – basically, this is and kind of walking through so people see what happened. Um, Rockets, which I thought was a stupid decision to get rid of Capella and get rid of basically all your size. But here's kind of the way they formulated it. A lot of the NBA execs are saying now that you really can't have two players on the floor who can't shoot, right? If you can't have you, – you, you have to have at least four players that are competent at shooting from the perimeter to space the floor out enough. And the problem with the the Rockets was they had Westbrook and they had uh, Capella on the floor, and neither one of them could shoot. And so what they decided to do was we're going to let Westbrook essentially be the guy who doesn't have to shoot from the perimeter. And we're going to have four shooters all around, and it's going to leave the lane wide open. And if you look at Westbrook over the last two months, Westbrook's numbers are unbelievable. His efficiency rate is unbelievable. And James Harden is, is – you know, he's, he's got some days when he's super hot like he was last night. He's got some days he hadn't been. But they're going to have the ability to shoot the, their way out of a series. And do I think the Rockets are going to beat the, the Clippers in a series? No, not particularly. But there's a better chance it, of the, it, of the Pelicans making me? the playoffs beating the Lakers. Here's the thing. What, what is the strength of the Clippers? Is there a wing? Is, is, I didn't mean to say there's defense. I'd say it's their wing, their wing players. The, the, is, is the fact they don't have a ton of size, but they have a lot of wing players and a lot of guards. So they typically can match up really well because they'll throw Lou Williams out there. They have obviously Kawhi and Paul George. Now they got Marcus Morris, who's kind of, you know, plays like a small ball power forward position. Like you got a lot of those. But if they match up versus the Rockets, Pat Bell's going to have trouble with Westbrook or, or Harden. You got uh, whoever the, the next guy, Lou Williams, he's going to guard Westbrook or he's going to guard Harden. Nope, that's going to be tough. PJ PJ Tucker will give them problems. I mean, he he essentially is going to match up with a Kawhi, or he may match up with, with Morris uh, on the other side of the floor, but he's probably going to match up with Kawhi or Paul George. They got an, a lot of length. They got a lot of athleticism. So, and, and here's the thing. The Lakers win tonight. If they beat the Nuggets, they're five games up on the West. That means they got a, a pretty easy first round with whoever they catch. And then they're going to probably catch the four seed, which in all likelihood is going to be like, the Mavs or the Jazz. So I think when you look at it, I think there's a better chance of the Lakers winning the West with their their team. That And the other thing is, as much as I think Rondo has played pretty terrible as, as of late, playoff Rondo is, is a real thing. Like Rondo in the playoffs plays significantly better than he does in the regular season. I think he'll be uh, – you'll get a, a, an upgraded version of Rondo in the playoffs. LeBron will play more minutes in the playoffs along with AD. I, I still think – I mean, the Clippers I thought was a good move. I thought getting Marcus Morris was a good move. But in reality, is Marcus Morris a significant upgrade over Mo Harkless? I mean, he's an upgrade, I will agree. But Mo well, well, the biggest reason why that was a huge trade is because he kept him away from the Lakers. Like, that's the reason why that was a big trade. So, well, Here's the thing. I never agreed with the – like, I, I'm glad they did that because I think it helped us. Like, there were a lot of trades that were on the table for the Lakers that just didn't make sense to me. Like, I was – I was hearing like, oh, okay, maybe they'll trade Kuzma and Avery Bradley and a pick to get Robert Covington. What? Like they're they're like, oh, could we trade Danny Green and Kuz and get Marcus Morris? What? Like there were a lot of these trades that they just didn't make sense to me at all from like a, a basketball standpoint. I don't, I wouldn't take Marcus Morris over Kuzma straight up or Robert Covington over Kuzma straight up. And so we were they're talking I mean, about okay, trade. Marcus Morris is shooting a higher three point percentage than Kuzma shooting from the field. 
Oh, Marcus Morris is playing great. But in reality, what, what was that doing for them in New York? Not much. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, do, do I think Marcus Morris is a good player? I do. But we watched Marcus Morris last time he had to go versus LeBron. He got ate up like uh, chicken noodle soup. At, uh, last at time we against LeBron, they lost in seven games. I know, but he got ate up. LeBron yeah. averaged like 40. Their best, their best player. No, he didn't average no 40 against the Celtics. And their best player was, was Jason Tatum as a rookie. Like overall, just looking at the. The best player was Al Horford. Okay, it was Al Horford, who's the fourth best player on Philly right now, who's the seventh seed. Um, <laughs> like, oh, Philly's the five uh, seed, uh, and, and Horford's older now. But go ahead. Oh, overall, here's the thing. I knew this was gonna happen. I told you this before. Y'all tried to trade for AD. Y'all are gonna be way too thin. You don't win championships by trading all your young talent for one player. That's not how you win, and that's why Jerry West didn't do it. Like overall. You're Jeremy seeing, did do it. He just did no, the exact same thing. He did not do the same thing. First off, Jeremy, he tra- uh, uh, right now, right? Let's, let's let's go over this real quick. Mm-hmm. I would probably take Brandon Ingram over Shea Gilgis Alexander, but SGA is two years younger than Ingram and looks like he's going to be a star. Correct? How how young is he? Is he nineteen? He's nineteen. He didn't know how to go to college. He went one year of college. Yeah, I think he turns twenty this year, but I think right now he's nineteen. He uh yeah. so Shea Joseph Alexander's a monster. Danilo Gallinari is a very good player, average over 20 points a game for the Clippers. And they traded more first round picks. So if you're looking at but, like okay. Well they got they got a team that's locked up for one, and they got a player that they weren't gonna be able to get in free agency next year. Secondly, they needed to make that trade in order to get the real superstar that they were looking for, which was which was Kawhi. The Lakers already had LeBron locked up, and they traded that please just get AD a year before he's going to be a free agent. Here, here's my question: what? right now, is AD a better player than Brandon Ingram? Um, that's not yes. He's a, yes, he's a better player than Brandon. Ingram. I'm sorry, I was just looking at it to see. Sagan Alexander is already 21, so they're the same. He's the same age as Brandon Ingram. Is he? Is he coming to college at 20? Um. Any, either way, so if you look at it, uh, AD is a better player than Brandon Ingram. Outside of Brandon Ingram, is there a player in that draft or in that that trade that you feel confident is going? It could be a starter on a championship team. That's not the question. Here's the question. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Is 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 um Anthony Davis better than Brandon Ingram and Jimmy Butler? Is he better than Brandon Ingram and whoever the best free agent you could have got was? Because that's what you're really giving up. You didn't have Brandon Ingram wasn't signing a huge contract. You pretty much gave up Brandon Ingram to sign AD a year early. Is is AD is like next if they don't win it this year? Is Anthony Davis his experience that he got this year worth Brandon Ingram and him next year that they could have signed? Like so, overall, Jeremy, here, here's here's my question though. What did Brandon Ingram say about re-signing with the Pelicans? He said he's going to test the free agent market, probably. Right. So, is there a guarantee that Brandon Ingram would have stayed in in LA? No, but there's not a guarantee that, that Anthony Davis is because he says he's going to. He he said he's not a. He, he said he's going to test the free agent market. He didn't say he's testing the free agent market. He said he was declining to sign the contract, and the reason is because you get paid more if you don't opt in. Yeah, opt it out. His his statement was more definitive about the free agent market than Brandon Ingram's. No, and here's the thing. I think that here here's the reality of the situation. One, could you have gotten Jimmy Butler or somebody else? No. The re- same reason the Clippers couldn't have gotten Jimmy Butler or somebody else. Same way Philly, who was offering an extra $50 million, couldn't get Jimmy Butler uh, or somebody else. Kyrie was already going to the Nets. We knew that. Uh, Butler wanted to go to Miami. 
no state taxes, and he wanted to be the, he wanted to be the man. We get that. There was no other person that you were going to get outside of Kawhi. So then, and Kawhi didn't want to play with LeBron. So well, maybe he didn't want to play with AD. Maybe, maybe not. Here's the other part, though. The rest of the players in that trade, none of them, I think, would be guys who I would feel comfortable playing high minutes in a playoff series. I wouldn't feel comfortable with Alonzo playing high minutes. I wouldn't feel comfortable with Josh Hart playing high minutes. I wouldn't feel comfortable with Jackson Hayes, who was the pick, or whoever you would have gotten in that number four pick, DeAndre Hunter or whoever. And then after that, first-round picks, essentially, if you're a good team like the Lakers, they turn into the 28th pick in the draft. Like, could you pick somebody up? Yeah, yeah, you could. But, like, in reality, you could buy a second-round pick for cash, like a, or a high second-round pick. I've seen guys uh, – I want to say the Warriors uh, a couple years ago bought, uh, like, the 33rd pick in the draft for cash. So, like, the difference between these first-round picks and what you could acquire either via free agency or via the draft is not some, like, huge disparity. So I, I thought the trade was uh, was reasonable. I thought it made a ton of sense. And I think it's the reason why they're about to be five games up on the Western Conference as of tonight. Well, uh, I mean, how many games were they up after being 24-3? and three? They, they haven't been too dominant since then. Well, they got hurt right after that. Okay. All right, switching, switching gears, guys. Let's move out of the NBA. Let's talk some XFL. Ah, yeah. Me, man. Sorry about that. Yeah, the <laughs> XFL uh, premiered this weekend. I was uh, – Pleasantly surprised. I tuned in, um, and it was pretty good football. Um, I watched the first game, the D.C. Defenders versus the – can't remember the who they play. It's not they play Tampa Bay, I want to say, right? Bay, yeah. Uh, and, I think they uh, played the Boston Booger Flickers. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they played Tampa Bay with um, with uh, Ricky Prohl's son. was pretty impressive. Yeah, Austin Prohl from Greensboro. You can see, yeah. Um, shout out to, shout out to uh, prolific uh, athletics. I used to train out there in Greensboro, but uh, yeah, pretty entertaining football. Uh, Cardell Jones did his thing. Uh, overall thoughts on the the level of uh, football, guys, and uh, will you be turn, tuning in for the rest of the season? Let's start with you, Jared. So, uh, two things. One, shout out to Austin Pro. I remember we used to go out to uh, Ricky Pro Center. And Damon played uh, rec league basketball, and Ricky Pro was dunking on people. Um, the uh, and, and Austin was. Was running around out there. I mean, it's you know, buckets. Anyway, uh, I, as I said beforehand, I thought the SFL was going to be a, a very good product in the sense of this. The XFL, Vince McMahon announced that the XFL was coming out about two years ago. And he, he planned everything out. He put everything back together. And then last year, the AAF, or the Alliance for American Football League or something, decided they wanted to try to rush a league. And so Bill Polian, who's now famous for – talking about Lamar should be a running back and then not voting for Lamar for first-team All-Pro. Um, he and a whole lot of random people decided they were going to put together the, AF, the AAFL, but they were going to do it in like seven months in order to do it and start it off before the XFL. And what happened? They didn't have the financial backing to make it last. And there were people watching it. I mean, in reality, the AAFL was getting more uh, – they were getting more uh, higher ratings on games than the NBA was, um, like regular season NBA Saturday night primetime things were. But they just couldn't sustain it. And the XFL, I think, has done a much better job than even that. I love the kickoff rule where the guys line up about 10 yards apart. They can't move until the return touches the ball. I thought that was extremely interesting. I like the fact that they have the – instead of kicking an extra point, they have a, a one point, two point, and three-point conversion. I think it makes any game that's, that's, that's – the score is spread out, makes it attainable to come back from, from if you're down, you know, 21 points 
and you can get two nine point scores and all of a sudden you need the two nine points and a field goal to, to, to tie it up. You know, it, there, there's a lot of different things you can do with it. Um, the other thing I liked, um, you know, you look at the there they have quality players in the league. Um, I said beforehand that I thought my uh, my team I was going to be rooting for was going to be the Houston Roughnecks. We got June Jones as the coach, who was a uh, you know really good college coach at Hawaii and at Cal and at SMU. But June Jones, uh, he had my boys playing well. Houston had a, the quarterback from uh, Temple, um, and his name is slipping my mind right now, but I, I'll think of it in a second. He balled out. He had four touchdowns, no picks. Um, I mean, made me think we should we should sign him as our backup quarterback to Deshaun. I love mobile quarterbacks, and uh, I that's think what we have a- I like about this year. Not to cut you off, but like I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited by the X, XFL just because I think it'll give opportunity to some guys that maybe overlooked uh, play for smaller schools. And I think even the first week, uh, I think some NFL teams are really going to start really watching this league. But yeah, go ahead. Yep, yeah. and Phil Walker is the quarterback. It, it literally. I mean, he balled. He had four touchdowns, no picks. He played so well that the L.A. team um, fired their defensive coordinator and cut their uh, <laughs> team captain linebacker after the game. So, I mean, there, there's some guys out there that are, I mean, guys that you look at and you're trying to figure out, like, I, I remember I was watching the uh, Cardell game. They were playing, or maybe it was a different one that I was watching with Tampa. They had a guy on the team. I saw Ivy on the back of the jersey uh, who was an offensive lineman. I was like, is that Martez Ivy? It was from Florida. It was it was a high pick from the Patriots like two years ago. So, I mean, you, you have guys that are, I mean, you know, Ivy at Florida was an All-American, first-team, All-SEC caliber guys out there. So, um, you know, I thought the, the league did a really good job. And then the last thing to top it off, you realize they had they sold more seats, more more tickets for those games than the AAF for the entire season on just the opening weekend. Yeah. They, they sold more tickets. You see, people were like merched up already, and like, yeah, so like, so they're marketing. They they definitely put some uh, some thought behind it. I think Vince did a good job of hiring the right people. I think he hired some real football guys. I think the kickoff rule is eventually going to get to the NFL, which I kind of like. Yeah, um, because the NFL has been trying to figure out ways to to reduce, you know, high impact collisions on the kickoff return. And I thought that was a brilliant idea the way they set it up, because now you're not running full speed downhill there, but still you're able to there's still some uh, opportunity there for you to get to break loose. Yeah, exactly. I I I thought the entire I, I didn't think it could have been a bigger success than it was last weekend. And in reality. I'm gonna be sitting down and watching games this weekend. Like same, I watched three games last week. I'm gonna watch another one this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say it's it's better than college football. Like it's, it's whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Maybe from a quality, quality, but like like I like college football better. But I'm saying like it's equivalent to maybe a little better. Yeah, a little higher level like, than college football. Yes. Like, Cardell Jones, he was like some throws. I'm like, wow, that's a, like a serious like Aaron Rodgers type throw. David, David, last thing, last thing about Cardo Jones they threw out there. Cardo Jones since high school is twelve and zero in starts. He has not lost a game. Yeah. At this point, like if you're a bad team in the NFL and you keep throwing in these like terrible bum quarterbacks, like I would at least take a shot at the guy who's got all the physical tools and never lost a game since he left high school. I probably would take that shot. Yeah, Jeremy, did you watch the games? What do you think about the XFL? I was able to catch a little bit. I, I I had a aunt and uncle. My wife's aunt and uncle had a 55th year anniversary shout out uh, to them. But, you know, I can't really take too much from this because two of the smartest people I know told me not 15 minutes ago 
that based on nine games, you couldn't make a, a determination about how good something was. So with four games, there's no way I could really make a determination of how, how high a quality the XFL was. Um, but no, overall, I think it was, you know, <laughs> well. uh, overall, You're comparing I mean, nine games to us excited about the format of a new football league <laughs> and the players who have played more than nine games. In now, the play, now, here's the thing. If I came out and said, Philip Walker, the quarterback for Houston, is an NFL MVP candidate. Then I'd be like, whoa, 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 slow down. Slow down. Cardell Jones is a top 25 quarterback right now in the world. In the world. Cardell Jones was never the number one overall pick. But overall, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it if I got nothing else on. I mean, hell, at the end of the day, this weekend, Tigers playing at Riviera. If Tiger's on and the XFL is on, which of them, what am I watching? I'm watching Tiger. I'm flipping. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm flipping. I, and you know, I don't I, miss, I I don't miss Tiger, of, but I'm of, flipping, man. XFL is pretty damn good. I'm, I'm putting probably one of them on my tablet, probably the other one on the projector. Uh, probably got okay. another. Yeah, got, a, got got another laptop out, probably watching something. At least nowadays, man, there's too many good things on. You got Making a Murderer 2. I mean, that thing is freaking ridiculous. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that. Didn't that come out like three years ago? No, there's making a murderer too. The updates it just came out. Have you seen that? Oh no, I haven't. It's nuts. It's it makes. I don't think the guy did it. We'll we'll get in that later. But it is uh. nuts. Um, no, nah, yeah, I think like, I'll just keep it steady on Tiger. Um, I might switch back and forth to senior golf. Just, yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All, I mean, all you the need one is thing a Duke I guy to come in, and you're going to be all about it. You're going to say. Uh, not Duke football, but I mean overall. Yeah. Overall, I mean, hell, the the one thing I can say that's consistent about that compared to the NFL, the Dallas team lost. So, ah. <laughs> all right, on that note, fellas, uh, I'm ready to get up out of here. It was nice potting with you guys. Um, any final thoughts for uh, all our loyal listeners out there that might be tuning in? Uh, well, I got I got one thought that I definitely want to get out there, and I think this is um. Extremely important if you're a sports fan of any kind. The Lakers are going to win the title this year. Just accept it. Um, we're at the point right now where everybody, and I even fall in this boat sometimes, you know. You look at it and you say, oh, yeah, LeBron, you know, they're, they're hitting a little bit of a lull. And typically it's around all-star break. You see that from LeBron. But, guys, we know what's going to happen. I mean, we we, we know what's going to happen. So, just be prepared, you know? Just want, want everybody to be out there and be ready for it. Okay. Okay. So my comment is going to be, I was trying to tell Jared this is what the Lakers should have been doing, and they didn't listen. So obviously the Pel- the Pelicans got lucky to get Zion, but they've got a young core of talented players, a lot of the core of which the Lakers had. And they are building for the future. In two years, they will be title contenders. Um, overall, just looking at the roster, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. They're going to play the Lakers in the first round, and, hell, they're going six or seven games. Sorry. They might win it. Um, so, overall, what you are seeing right now is how you build a franchise. Brandon Ingram will definitely be there next year, Jared. I forgot to tell I forgot to say he is a restricted free agent, and they can match any offers given to him. So, he'll probably be on a max offer. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be special. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And so the Lakers are definitely not winning the title. They might lose first round. 
All right. Somehow we got back to that. All right. Uh, <laughs> once again, uh, seriously though, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to us another week. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. And then a lot of our talk next week, I'm sure it's going to be about Vegas because we'll be leaving the day after, or probably when we drop this, we'll be leaving that exact day. So I may be editing it at the airport. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, make sure you guys follow us, shares, like us, uh, Instagram, me bros underscore podcast. Um, and, uh, God bless you all. And we're out.